Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. Air One is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Felipe Aguilar. As we all know, navigating life can at times be overwhelming. So it's no wonder that we sometimes struggle with anxiety, depression, thoughts of self-harm, and other mental health-related issues. Joining me tonight to give us some insight into this are Nikki Parkhill, Crisis Counseling Coordinator, and Sandra Lang, Mental Health First Aid Outreach Coordinator with the Betty Hardwick Center here in Abilene. Sandra and Nikki, thanks for being with us here tonight on Closer Look. Thanks for having us. So, Sandra, let me start with you. Tell us about the Betty Hardwick Center and the services that you offer. Happy to. So, here at the Betty Hardwick Center, we're a local community mental health and intellectual and developmental disability center. And here in the state of Texas, there's 39 of them. And we happen to be the one that covers our five counties, which is Taylor, Callahan, Jones, Stephen, and Shackleford County. And we were founded almost 50 years ago. We were founded back in 1971. And just a few of the programs that you'd like me to share, we offer early childhood intervention program, intellectual and developmental disability program, as well as behavioral health programs such as the adult mental health and the child and adolescent services that we have here. And in addition to that, we have crisis services that are available 24-7, 365 days a year to anyone. And under that umbrella, we have our mobile crisis outreach team as well as our community response team, which is a really neat initiative. It's our partnership with the Abilene Fire Department and the Abilene Police Department. So we're very proud to have that partnership with them. And then a few other initiatives that we have here. We have our jail diversion and jail navigator programs. We have our military veteran peer network program. My personal program, which is the mental health first aid program. Elm Creek Psychiatry, and then recently we were able to start offering outpatient substance abuse services. So that's just kind of a broad overview of a little bit of what we do here. How would you describe the mission of the center as it applies to mental health? So our mission here is to provide quality services. We are committed to care of folks that are in our surrounding five counties. And, you know, we have A big initiative, we want to reduce stigma surrounding mental health, and we provide compassionate care to all these folks that are in our services, and we want to help all of these folks to the best of our ability and serve our area with as much dedication as we possibly can. Nikki, let me bring you into the conversation, if I may. From your vantage point, how has COVID-19 impacted the mental health of the Abilene community? and surrounding communities. One of the things that I read recently is that 90% of Americans are struggling with some aspect of COVID-19, which means that if we boil that down to our local area, 90% of Abilene is dealing with some negative aspect of COVID-19. So that's almost all of us. And that's why I'm here. I'm actually part of a, a grant funded through FEMA It's a national grant that's giving money to help people deal with the mental health aspects of COVID-19. So it's really been a huge impact when we think about loss of, loss of wages, loss of, of sometimes habitat. So people are now on the streets because they can't pay their rent. 
So here at Betty Hardwick Center, we see a lot of people who've been deeply impacted by COVID-19. So would you say it's fair to say, maybe not from a mental health perspective, but that all of us have in one way or another been impacted? Absolutely, yes. Sandra, so my understanding is that persons that are experiencing mental illness may struggle to deal with life's everyday challenges to include traumas, transitions. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. So many of the clients that we serve, if they're in our adult mental health services, they have a severe mental illness. And by the very nature of their diagnosis, they're already struggling on a regular basis, dealing with normal day-to-day life. And so what COVID has brought is additional challenges that they're having to face. And one of our big missions here is continuing to provide services so that we can be a great support to them in that. Let's talk about mental health first aid. First, what is it and how can it help us to better manage or deal with the challenges that we're struggling with? Mental health first aid is a wonderful course that we offer here at the Betty Hardwick Center. It's actually a course that is through the National Council for Behavioral Health. And so one thing it does is in order to help someone get connected to health, we first need to recognize that they may need help. And here at Betty Hardwick, we offer this course. And so much like a traditional first aid or CPR course, mental health first aid trains participants to recognize signs and symptoms of mental health challenges and how to provide assistance until appropriate help is received or the crisis resolves. And during this course, you learned what we call the Algae Action Plan, which provides practical skills that people need to provide assistance and get the person connected to help. And so we discuss self-help and support strategies along with appropriate professional help, and we tie in local resources with this. And, you know, I just want to say mental health first aid is a vital tool for early intervention with mental health challenges, in addition as being an important tool for assisting those that are in crisis. If you just joined us, I'm Felipe Aguilar, and this is Closer Look. Tonight, I'm speaking with Nikki Parkhill, Crisis Counseling Coordinator, and with Sandra Lang, Mental Health First Aid Outreach Coordinator with Betty Hardwick Center here in Abilene. And we're talking about mental health and what the center has available, what the center provides to the public to address this concern. Nikki, when we find that we can't do it on our own, we're trying to do some self-care, but we're not able to, to get it under control, our anxiety, our fear, depression, whatever the case might be, what should we do? Well, I think basically like we teach in our, our stress management classes, We go back to the four cornerstones of basic human needs, and those are to reset our sleep cycle and put it on a schedule where you get up and go to bed at the same time daily, eat healthy and on a schedule, exercise regularly, and as as I say, any movement is exercise, and re-engage with friends and family. I think that's where it has to start, and these are necessary for basic human needs and are good starting points for developing good coping strategies. And as far as help that may be available, I would think they would include counseling, support groups, and other types of supports? Yes. In fact, in my program, I offer support groups and one-on-one as well as small groups just just to sit around and, and counsel and, 
and I, I become a, a listener. Sometimes people dealing with COVID-19 just need to rant. They're, they're frustrated. They're aggravated. They don't understand why we have to keep doing this. And they just need somebody to, to listen to them rant. So that's part of my job is, is the rant lady. <laughs> so I, I have to look at it with a little bit of humor here because sometimes that's what a session is. I facilitate sessions like that for the public at no charge. And uh, so if someone wants me to come and just be a part of their organization and let people come who, who just want to talk, I can certainly do that. And then if they need additional help, I know how to link them with resources in the community and beyond. So those are some services that, that I provide at no charge, and you don't have to be a center client going through the intake process to access the services through the COVID-19 program. And are there red flags or triggers that may alert us that there may be some concerns there? I think the biggest red flags that I see are when people just get so frustrated that they, they can't think clearly and they don't put things in order, like prioritize. That's kind of the big red flag that I see. Sometimes it's a physical problem. They're having stomach aches and headaches, or their their other symptoms that they may have of other diseases have been exacerbated and get worse. So, you know, it could be an emotional, an emotional outlash, like anger or crying spell or something like that, or it could be more physical with it being related to other illnesses and, and those getting worse. And Nikki, if I have a family member, a friend, a work colleague that I suspect may need help, what's a good way for me to approach that person without being confrontational or without upsetting them per se? Oh, that's a great question, Felipe. Many of us hesitate to get in someone else's business. It's kind of how we look at it. But if you're a friend, all you need to say is, hey, I'm here, you need to talk, or I sense that something might be different in your life, do you want to talk about it? Just give them that opportunity to open up. And it may take more than one time to get them to open up. But just knowing there's someone there who will listen is it's a huge asset to a person. And you know, I, ha I have been made aware that there are stigmas that may be associated with mental health illness, does that sometimes keep people from seeking help? Absolutely, it does. Absolutely. And we're trying to do everything we can to remove the stigma and to let people know that if, if you were sick, you would go to the doctor. If you're having a mental issue, come to the doctor. Come and let us help you. It's the same as if you had high blood pressure or something else. You would get medical help for it. So don't be afraid to come and, and ask for help. If you just joined us, this is Closer Look. I'm Felipe Aguilar. We're speaking with Nikki Parhill, Crisis Counseling Coordinator, and with Sandra Lang, Mental Health First Aid Outreach Coordinator, both with Betty Hardwick Center here in Abilene. And we're talking about mental health. Sandra, is it fair to say that mental health issues can affect people of all ages, races, and economic conditions? Absolutely. Mental health issues, they do not discriminate from every race to every socioeconomic group. There is mental health issues that touch each and every you know, gamut of our, of our country. Absolutely. So there's nothing to be ashamed of if, if I or if a family member is having these struggles. Absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. It's okay to not be okay. We just don't want you to stay there. And so it's important that folks 
I know it takes a lot of courage sometimes, but it's important that folks know that there's help out there. They take that initial step. I'm glad you put it that way. Let's talk a little bit about that. Nikki, how can we best access the BHC services? The Betty Hardwick services are available online through bettyhardwick.org. And there's a lot of information there about our services as well as our COVID-19 services on our website. Our regular telephone number, if somebody wanted to call in and make an appointment to be seen, is 690-5100. And I understand that there's hotlines there available, too, for people who may be in, in a crisis mode, for lack of a better word. Yes, our crisis line is for people who are really struggling with deep mental health issues. They may be a danger to themselves or others, be thinking about suicide or harming someone. There's a, an 800 number that's answered 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm going to give you the number and then I'm going to repeat it so that we be sure that people can get it. It's 1-800-758-3344. Again, 1-800-758-3344. In addition to that, we have the COVID helpline, and that's for anyone who's struggling with frustration or anxiety or stress who just wants to talk to someone about how they're feeling and and what's going on in their lives, anxiety about not knowing if you're going to have a job or something in a few months. So that number is also answered 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And uh, if more help is needed, then resources will be given to them to link with other services. And that number is 833-986-1919. Again, 833-986-1919. And Nikki or Sandra, whichever one of you wants to take this question. I mentioned to you that at our radio station, we have been receiving many, many calls for help, if you will, cries for help. And some of them deal with suicide. What can we do if we receive a suicide, a person calling that is showing signs of suicidal tendencies? What can we do? I'm glad you asked that question. One thing I would definitely encourage people that are with someone or talking to someone that is suicidal, you want to encourage them to call the crisis line and reach out for help. That's definitely one thing you want to do. You also want to let them know that you care about them and that they're not alone. You know, that reassurance is a very important thing. And then if you can get, you know, sometimes, you know, getting that crisis line involved is is that first step towards getting them the help that they need. Sandra, the work that's being done there at the Betty Hardwick Center is very important. I would just like to ask you, what do you find to be most gratifying about bringing a sense of peace and healing to somebody who may be struggling with mental health issues? You know, it's a beautiful thing when you see people start to make positive steps in their lives. People start to see their own value and start to you know, maybe somebody that never had a job before or somebody that didn't have stable housing and they're starting to, they're holding a job and they're able to have their own place, sign a lease and get that, get that key. It's a huge thing to see them make those positive steps for themselves and maybe have, and it can also be things such as they're able to now have a positive relationship with some family members or they're able to better enjoy time with their friends or family. And just seeing them have even small, a lot of times what we see 
are the small victories. And we want to celebrate the small victories because when it comes to recovery, which we want, that's what we want to see. We want to see people in, you know, we want to see people taking steps in recovery and it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, the old saying, how do you eat an elephant? You eat it one bite at a time. And so those small victories are so gratifying. And when I was in case management, I love to see the small victories. Sandra, I would like us to touch a little bit on success stories without giving names, of course, is there a success story that you could share with us that might encourage somebody that might be listening to us tonight that there is hope to recovery? Absolutely. So there was a young person that I worked with years ago, and this person struggled with suicidal thoughts. They were pretty frequently you know, in and out of the psych hospital, and they were struggling with legal issues as well. And years later, this person I hadn't seen them in many, many years, and this person came to me just glowing. They were married. They'd been holding down a job for many years, and it was just a beautiful thing to see how just them taking you know, some positive steps with receiving the treatment and taking, you know, taking active, active things you know, towards the recovery of their mental health, how they were able to really, really come a long ways in their life. It sounds almost like waking up in the morning and getting a deep breath of fresh air. It was a beautiful thing. Yes, sir. Nikki or Sandra, before we wrap up our conversation, can one of you give us, I know you've done it already, but can you give us that information again as to how we can best learn about the Betty Hardwick Center? BettyHardwick.org is our website. There's a lot of information there that can get you started. Our center's crisis line for those people who might be suicidal or thinking about harming maybe someone else is 1-800-758-3344. And our COVID mental health line for anyone who just wants to talk to a counselor about how they're feeling is 1-833-986-1919. Nikki, Sandra, thank you again for joining us here tonight on Closer Look. Thank, Thank you. you. That was Nikki Parkhill and Sandra Lang of the Betty Hardwick Center. For more information, visit them online at bettyhardwick.org. That's bettyhardwick.org. Or you can email us at closerlook at air1.com. That's closerlook at air1.com. For Closer Look, I'm Felipe Aguilar. This has been Air One Closer Look. Find us online at air1.com.